and thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Pink Girl Teaches podcast. I'm Joy, founder of Pink Girl Teaches. I'm a certified life and relationship coach, and my expertise is in narcissistic abuse recovery. No, I don't work with narcissists, but I work with the victims or the people who were in relationships with narcissists at whatever capacity. And I help them walk through the fog, which is the fear, the obligation, and the guilt that is experienced when being in a relationship with a narcissist. I am also, um, I also have a channel on YouTube, Pink Girl Teaches, where I talk about narcissistic abuse and I share it from a biblical and spiritual perspective. But on this podcast, we talk about dating and relationships with a biblical and spiritual perspective. Today, I want to have a conversation with you about compromising. What is the price of compromising? The price of compromising. I want to talk about this. You know, society and culture put out these perspectives or these views, these opinions on what relationships should be. And then people grab onto those concepts and formulate their relationship goals. These relationship goals get a life of their own. And when you really sit back and you examine the people that are being made to be relationship goals or the things that are being looked at as relationship goals are very superficial and they're at a very low level of being. What do you mean, Joy? What do you mean? When you see relationship goals as a couple traveling, that's just a couple traveling. That is not a relationship goal. Well, it shouldn't be a relationship goal because to travel is put your stuff together, save if you have to, and go travel. That's part of life. It's part of experiencing life. And that's not to diminish people who have those, you know, who have those desires. You're allowed to have those desires. But when two people come together, it's the, the, the goal and the purpose should be something greater than them. And when we come together in marriage, we always have to consider what is the purpose of this marriage? And before you can start questioning the purpose of this marriage, you've got to examine your individual purpose. Take a look at your partner or your intended spouse's purpose and see, do these purposes align? And then you can go forward and experience purpose within your marriage and create goals that are that are centered around your marriage. And then you ask yourself, what is the main focus, right? But then we have these goals and these, these trending things that may make people feel like, well, if you're not living like this, and if your partner, your spouse doesn't do these things with you and for you, you're missing out on something. But you always have to take a moment to sit back and reflect and look at yourself. You see, society and culture will have you compromising your very common sense just to be on board with what they say is right. It doesn't matter what they say. The primary thing is, what do you know? What matters to you? Does it align with your your beliefs? Does it complement the person that you are? How well do those things that they're projecting live up to your purpose? And so those are some things that you need to consider. In relationships, we all know that compromise is essential. 
But what does it mean to compromise when you're in a relationship? It's, you know, generally understood as giving up something in order to reach a place of understanding between you and your significant other or your spouse. And at some point in every relationship, we'll come to a point where we do need to compromise. And, you know, it really is just the settling of differences by a mutual concession. That's what compromising is. It doesn't mean that you will always agree with them. It doesn't mean that you completely agree with them, but you just come to a point where you decide, you know what, let's settle to differ. And it's a mutual concession. You know, you agree to disagree or you agree to do things a particular way at that time, right? And some things that you could compromise in your relationship. Let's start here. Spending time together versus spending time apart. Doing particular activities that maybe your partner likes, like maybe watching Lifetime as opposed to being on the PlayStation. That's just an example. It's striking a balance between your sex life as as opposed to, you know, I don't want to. But coming to a fair agreement between the two of you and sharing or demonstrating love based on your love languages. You know, when it comes to these love languages, right, let's just say, and I'm not going to list them all, but let's say your particular language is um, physical touch, but your partner likes affirmations. That's their love language. Well, in order for you to communicate effectively with your partner and make your partner feel heard, seen, valued, appreciated, loved, then you've got to communicate in their language, which may take you out of your comfort zone. But because it's not about you, but it's about your partner receiving the type of love that they need, you put aside your need and you give them what they want. That doesn't mean that you won't, you know, engage in physical touch because they should be able to compromise theirs so that you can experience what you need. It's a give or take, you know, it's a mutual, it's reciprocal. Another example, right, could be making travel plans that feel fair as, you know, uh, let's go to X location. Let's go to Paris. Okay. But you know what? When we get there, I would like to go to London. It's not far. So you could feasibly do that. But, you know, it's just making agreements and coming to a consensus between you and your partner. It doesn't matter what they say. They shouldn't be part of your relationship and they need to be left out of your relationship. A lot of these things that we see on social media, these perfect, perfect Instagram pictures where people spend hours in front of makeup and hair and, you know, having the perfect outfits and everything tailored to fit them. And then these pictures put on you and then an unrealistic expectation is sometimes taken into relationships. And then you feel that because you don't have this, something is missing. There is nothing missing. There's a price to pay when you compromise. A good compromise allows you and your partner grow together as a team. What should be the focus? What should be the main thing? You're able to grow in trust, accountability, consistency, and there is a sense of security that is built in your relationship. And that's a solid foundation. That's a really good foundation for your relationship to take off and flourish. But there are some things that you just don't compromise. And I want to discuss this before we get into the real meat of today's discussion, right? 
When it comes to relationships, I believe there are some things that should not be compromised. First and foremost is God, your relationship with God. Now, a lot of people will say, well, everything about him or her is perfect, except they're of a different faith. Now, in order for you to be with them, let's just say, for example, they're Muslim and you're a Christian, you need to drop your religion, your belief in God and pick up theirs, or you're asking them to do that. That is an unequally balanced or an unequally yoked relationship because you have two different faiths. And why would you put aside your relationship with God, whom you believe is the giver of life, your creator, to go and pick up something that you don't believe in? Why are you compromising this primary relationship? God should always remain center of your life as well as your relationships. And I think this is one big mistake people make when they feel like a person offers them everything. They can't offer you everything when you are compromising the fundamental part of your life, the principal thing. And that's your relationship with God. So whenever you feel like this person is amazing and I, 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 I think I can be with them. And if we spend time together, then maybe, you know, in time, I'll be able to win them over for the Lord. You can't do missionary dating. This is not a mission trip. And furthermore, you've got to understand that you'd be doing nothing more than manipulating and controlling that person, which in itself is a form of witchcraft. I'm just saying. Another thing that you shouldn't be compromising is your family. Sometimes you'll find that single parents feel the need to maybe pass on their child to another relative to look after them so that they can have this new relationship because X person doesn't want somebody with children. There's so many um, conversations that are going on about women who have children and men not wanting to raise these children. Why should we be stepfathers to these children? That's okay. They're allowed to have their opinions. You mind your business and stay focused on what you have to deal with. And I know this thing goes both ways. But you cannot you cannot compromise your family, especially your children, for somebody else. When somebody is pulling you away from your family, pulling you away from all that you have known, your safety net, your security, the people who know you, there's that should be a red flag there. Because that's a form and it's one of the first steps that happens when somebody wants to isolate you. And so then your friends would fall into this category too. I don't want you hanging around with your friends. They have too many opinions. Sometimes it's really just that your friends are able to see what you don't see. When you're in the middle of a situation and you're going through the emotions of a thing, it's easy to ignore the red flags, especially if you have already introduced intimacy, right? Especially. But your friends are not as emotionally invested in that relationship as you, and therefore, they're able to see what you can't see. And sometimes when you have toxic people, narcissistic people, they don't want that, that those eyes on them. And so they'll gaslight you about what you know about your friends and make you feel that they are the problem when in fact it's this new person, this new interest in your life that is the problem. Another thing that you've got to be careful about compromising is your career and your purpose. 
a uh, quick story here. I remember talking to this one man who wanted to pursue something with me, but the red flag was that he said, when I marry you, mind you, there was no proposal, but it was when I marry you, you are going to stop working and you are going to give up business. You are not going to coach. You are not going to teach. You are not going to do another podcast, write another book. You are just going to be my wife. But you see, I was created by God on purpose and in purpose. And who is he that I would allow him to become a God in my life? And mind you, this is a demigod, an idol. And worship him and put aside what my own creator, my own creator has said, this is what I want you to do. We're not putting our careers and our purpose aside to soothe the ego of somebody else. Now, there may be compromise when it comes to your career that looks like, well, when we have, when we decide to have children, this is how it will work out. And you decide between the two of you, right? And you can go seek wise counsel to help you come to the decisions that you need to make. But it's never, ever about offering up yourself and your, you know, the things that God put in you on behalf of a relationship that has no promise of lasting forever. And even if it did last forever, you've got to remember that the day is going to come when you are going to have to be accountable and responsible for what you allowed. Another thing that you may consider is your idea of fun. What is fun to you? Some people don't know how to have fun. Some people are boring. Those are just the facts. They want to do the same thing over and over again, and it has to be their way or the highway. But you may be a vibrant personality that wants to go out and wants to enjoy a, a particular lifestyle, right? And I'm not talking anything crazy or insane, but just having a good time. And so you've got to be careful about that. Why are they trying to dim what you enjoy? Sometimes what you do for fun is nothing more than an outlet to de-stress from the week that you've had and to get your mind back in the game of life. Another thing you don't want to compromise is intimacy. Now, I always say that I don't want to talk about narcissists on this podcast because I want it to be just something that looks towards healthy relationships and, you know, just having different discussions. But I want to mention this here. There's a thing called a cerebral narcissist. They are turned on by mind, the mind, and they are usually very, very smart and intelligent people, well, well learned. They know a lot of things and those people kind of get off by knowledge and being admired for the knowledge that they have. So when it comes to actual physical intimacy, that's a turnoff for them. They only offer it and they only engage in it when they feel that there's a threat that you want to leave the relationship. And so when somebody's ideas of intimacy um, conflict with yours or they withhold it, you got to consider this sometimes as a form of manipulation, control, and intimidation, which is all abuse. It is emotional abuse. And furthermore, intimidation, control, and manipulation is all witchcraft. But here's where I really want to go with today, or what I want to go with today, is your self-esteem, your confidence, the way you see yourself, your belief in yourself, your self-concept, those things, right? You shouldn't be compromising those just to say 
that you have a man in your life or just to say that you have a woman? Who are you without your self-esteem? Who are you without your self-concept? Who are you without your own voice that you would take all of the things that God put in you and put a lid on you just to have a piece of somebody? Yeah, it's a piece of somebody. It's not a whole person because a whole person doesn't want you to hide who you are. They, they pull the finer attributes that are on the inside of you. There is no compromising when you're with somebody and you're together for the right reasons. The Bible says in Amos 3 and 3, how can two walk together except they agree? Why are you coming into agreement to become a doormat in somebody's life or to diminish everything that God knows about you, everything that God said that you are? Why spit in the face of God to keep a man or a woman happy or to have a piece of a relationship? For many years now, society and culture has this narrative that there's not enough men to go around. That's something that we've all heard. And you can choose to believe it if you want to. And what has happened as a result is that this whole thought that, oh, it's okay to share a man or to be a jump off, a side chick, have a piece of a man than no man. But at this point, I want to ask, and you know, this is not for everybody, but if you are a believer and you believe that you need to settle and you need to do what you can do on your own to have a piece of somebody, then I've got to ask you, who are you believing? Whose report do you believe? And society and culture will, will run the narrative, right, that... In order for a man to be worth something and have value, then he has to bring a certain bank account to the relationship. I think a man's financial standing is the least important thing that he should bring to the table or to offer. And I don't like that, um, that term to the table, but his financial standing, his bank account should be the least important thing because you can have a wealthy man who has no integrity, you have a piece of a man. You can have a wealthy man that leads you into divination, you have a piece of a man and a sorry man at that. You can have a wealthy man who manipulates, abuses, and mistreats you, you have a piece of nothing right there. So how much are you willing to compromise to say that you have somebody? And it goes the other way too, okay, gentlemen? And so when you make up in your mind that, you know what, I'm this desperate that I'm going to settle for this. I'm going to be that woman that is going to be there for him through thick and thin. You cannot be a ride or die and you need to lose that mentality because toxic people and people who are consistently and continually taking advantage of people look for the ride or die type of person because you love hard and you're loyal to a default. The only person that you will ever catch me ride or die for is Jesus, period. Why Jesus? Because he died on the cross for me. Why Jesus? Because he's picked me up from my mess. He's come to visit me in pain, sorrow, defeat. He has been there and he didn't have to do it, but he did. So that's who I'll ride and that's who I'll die for because he already did it for me. So you've heard me say, for Jesus, I'll live. For Jesus, I'll die. And I mean that but not for a man 
Are you serious? You have women out here who are giving up decades of their lives just to receive a promise ring. Yeah, a promise ring that this is going to be forever. Gentlemen, you also need a woman who is fully committed to you, both feet firmly planted on the ground, no manipulation, no, no um, intimidation, not controlling you, but loving you from the very essence of who she is. That's why you got, you got to take your mind off of those bodily dimensions. That Coca-Cola body may look good, but how is he going to treat you, sis? He may have the biceps and the perks, but does he? honor you? Does he respect you? What value are they bringing into your life? And why do you feel so worthless that you got to compromise your dignity, that you must compromise your self-respect, that you must compromise who God says that you are? Don't you understand that you are a gift to the world? And it doesn't matter really what you've been through up until this point. A lot of times you allow the past to define you, past disappointment, past hurt, past sorrow, past pain, past failures to tell you that you, you're never going to get ahead. Compromising for a piece of somebody always leads you into misery. There is no reward, and I want to be very clear about this, that there is no VIP section in heaven for those that chose to compromise their dignity, compromise their integrity, compromise their values, there is no there is no VIP section for that. How do you walk in your own skin, the one that God gifted you with and believe that you have to do these things? You've got to also question the type of person that would have you compromise your own integrity, compromise your own dignity and your own value and self-respect. And sometimes you meet somebody who has compromised everything all the time and they may appear to be good, but they're not ready for you. If you are somebody who is genuinely ready for a relationship and you have somebody with that perspective, this is not the relationship for you. And maybe it's not the time because you've got to remember male or female, ladies or gentlemen, you're not a rehab center. You can't take on the work of a therapist in your relationship and you've got to allow people the space that they need to heal. You can't take on that work. It's a personal work and it must be a personal goal. And so when we find ourselves in situations where we want to help them do the work, you got to question yourself because you're compromising something. You may help them do the work and they get better and move on without you. And then what? What did you do? And now you end up looking at relationships like, well, people just take from me and they just use me. No, you made yourself available to be used. So don't compromise your peace of mind. Don't compromise your future. Don't compromise your life. There is a heavy price that is paid when you compromise yourself for a relationship, we all one day will have to answer to God what we did with the talents that he gave us. Remember the story of the talents in the Bible? We will all one day face a just judge who is going to ask for some answers. What are you going to say then? I was busy loving Johnny. I was busy loving Susie. But was that your assignment? Yeah, everybody understands the assignment now until it's time to really speak up and, and, and articulate what you did with what was given to you.
So I wanted to have this conversation just to kind of, you know, um, put these thoughts out there. And if you are somebody who is in a position where you find yourself compromising, and this is not the pot calling the kettle black, because listen, I've done some things and I have been, I've been there. And so what I want you to take away from this is that no matter how you feel about yourself, you still are valuable. You are worthy of love and respect. And sometimes you've got to leave those, in fact, not even sometimes, you've got to leave these relationships alone that want you to compromise because it's completely one-sided. And a one-sided relationship will never, no matter how much of yourself that you lay on the floor, it will never honor you. You will never be fulfilled and you will always wish that you moved on sooner. You don't want to wake up one day and find out that it's been four decades, three decades, two decades, or even five years of just giving into a situation that never honored you, that would never, that could never live up to who you are. A lot of times you think that, you know, this person is so amazing when you're compromising, but when you come out of this situation and you allow yourself to heal, healing is so essential. You're able to look back and say, wow, I was tripping. What was I thinking? Because now you see things with hind or in hindsight, should I say, and they say hindsight is always 2020. You're able to see everything that you thought was something and realize, child, what was I thinking? What was I doing here? I don't belong here. And so I just wanted to share that with you and encourage you that you don't have to settle. You don't have to compromise. You don't have to beg. The right person is out there and you don't need to believe that there are not enough good men or women out there. Some people are just hidden by God. And God hides value so that the wrong person doesn't appreciate it. So that when the right one comes along, everything he reveals, he uncovers. And you're fully appreciated there. But in order for this to happen, you've got to seek him and you've got to trust him. And you've got to learn how to wait on him. You know, so many people have this, this image or this type of person that is their type. And having a type is a very dangerous thing because those types are sometimes, a lot of the times, nothing more than familiar spirits. When you constantly have the same type of person and you end up with the same type of experiences, yeah, those familiar spirits, they never deliver. Remember, the enemy's agenda is always to steal, kill, and destroy. So that's a little something for you to think about. I want to thank you for allowing me to have this conversation with you and for spending time with me. For those of you that, um, well, let me share this. I published a journal or created a journal, should I say, and it's called Breathe. And this is for victims of narcissistic abuse. It's a 31-day hardcover journal to help you unpack what you are feeling. I also have a workshop, Breathe, over um, managing your emotions after narcissistic abuse. Let's try that again. The workshop is called Breathe, Managing Your Emotions After Narcissistic Abuse. And I'm going to be sharing seven core principles on how to effectively process what you've been through and move beyond the fog. And it is going to be on the 26th of February between 1 and 3 p.m. And if you are interested in 
in registering and participating in the workshop, visit my website, pinkgirlteaches.com. You'll find the information under the upcoming tab. If you need a scholarship to join this workshop, then send me an email. At the website, you'll be able to connect with me, but my email address is joy at pinkgirlteaches.com. There have been people who have been so generous and sold into the workshop so you could get a, a sponsorship if you act quickly because only few remain at this time. But I want to thank you. Thank you for allowing me to speak to you and to have this conversation with you. I look forward to hearing from you and learning what you think. So until the next episode, fearlessly pursue your most significant state and God bless you.